This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! You're watching Lester Till I Die TV. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Right, Chris. Yeah, I uh, I, I guess I am all right. I mean, we... um, We've, we've certainly had worse weeks as a football club, haven't we? You know, we we beat Man United four um, two on uh, on Saturday. Um, ended there and beat and run of twenty nine away games. Then we went away to Moscow in the snow, um, and we beat them four three. So yeah, I guess we have kind of you know had worse weeks. But um, Shall I start or shall you go in? Are you going to come in with me if I do it? Come on, Esther! Yes! Get in there! Come on, you foxes! What a comeback! What a comeback! We've kicked ourselves started in the uh, Premier League. We've done the same in the Europa League. Yes! Yes! Come on! This is Leicester till I die.
Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Oh, yes. Good evening. How the devil are you? Um, just a little thing there for any Only Fools and Horses fans that are doing. I think it hurt my voice doing that. But my God, I'm, I'm surprised I've got a voice left. What Two now, I thought, well, come on, you know, Leicester are doing their own Brexit here and getting out of Europe as quick as we can. But this is Leicester. This is Leicester. We came back. I mean, talk about a game of two halves. Talk about it being a game of two halves. I'll tell you, you know, what a comeback in that second half. Yes, we let the third goal in. You know, we, we made the subs. We brought Vestergaard on, so we always knew they were probably going to get another goal. Um, but 2-0 down, we come back 4-2. We're back in it. We're back in it. So do we want Warsaw to beat uh, Napoli or Napoli? To... We'll be asking. We'll be asking Brad later. Talking of Brad... He is, he is the church warden, lady church warden's top totty. Let's bring him in, <laughs> Brad. Oh, my voice is hurting. How the devil are you, sir? Well, I'm feeling a lot better thanks to um, one man in particular. You know, Mister Mister Fahees Four. He's a jolly good fella, and Pat Sandaka. I'm feeling a lot better than I was feeling earlier, mate. After that first half, <laughs> yeah, what a what what a game, uh, Andy uh, Andy Schreiber. Hello, Andy. How the devil are you? This is working in Facebook. I can see because you're on Facebook there. Apologies to anybody who's been putting posts up. Brad's been helping me out all day. There's been some problems with admins and groups. I can get on to do anything on Facebook except go onto the main page in the Facebook group. Um, so let's make it three out of three when Brent when we uh, play Brentford. It's going to be a tough game. Hello, Maisie. How the devil are you? Did you did you watch that? Did you sort of watch how a good team plays? Well, I know it's been a been a while because when they, when I saw the news earlier that um, that the manager had been sacked, I thought it might have been Ollie. Um, <laughs> Dakus, well, four goals definitely has potential to be quality. Uh, and Leicester to sell him for ninety million. Oh well, that's if it's Man United, we'll get probably more than that. You know how they like to. Uh, like to spend the money and oh you got a fan you got a fan brad hey that's nice yes. nice to know thanks well, Maisie. i'm <laughs> always i'm always here it's just chris he gets jealous of me being on and taking the limelight so i'm not always on these shows no i'm kidding there's lots of great other presenters I, that come on that's why i have in fact well this is an extra show in fact for brad and i thank him very much yeah. for coming on and helping me out here i do bring brad on because he is a distraction for the women you know, it, it, it takes most of them away from me, and I can I can survive with the uh, odd one or two. You know, uh, Facebook That's user here good. says uh, three sloppy goals. That stack of price, as that great philosopher, as that great philosopher Fred Flintstone once said, "Yakka dakka do." I mean, what <laughs> he, he he's Edward. Who, who wants Edward? I mean, what a performance! I mean. You could not see him missing. I mean, I was like, pick me, pick me mouth up off the floor. Oh, mate! You know what? I, I don't. I, it was it was surreal watching his his goals. 
I mean, I felt like I was watching a cartoon at some point. It felt like the road runner. It was like, me, me, give me the ball. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, uh, yeah, but it was like he got the ball. And even when one of his goals, he went offside and he, 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 he was a bit, you could see he was frustrated, he didn't get the pass. But he came back and he got the ball. And, and normally, because you've stopped your running momentum, you know, you give the defender a chance to catch you and maybe put it out for a throw in or a corner. And he just went, mm, goal. Thanks very yeah. much. And I tell you what, Daka, there's only one thing I will say to you. Please stop doing them flips. We've got enough injuries as it is. Please stop doing them back flips and front flips. I don't know how good you are, please. Because um, I know your heart does go in your mouth, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. And I've got I've got I've got one more impression to do because you know I'm, I'm good like with my impressions and what have you. And that is uh, Ant McPartland. And I don't mean I'm going to get drunk and go out and smash my car. No, my impression of him, Ron, nah. you, you weren't expecting that, were you? No, no, you weren't, were you? No, no Susan Boyle. Uh, I'd, I'd, I think if, if you'd had Susan Boyle in the goal, I don't think Daka would have missed them four. I mean, what? Every again, the first half, yeah, there were sloppy goals, I guess. But at 2-0, I thought that was it. I thought this is, you know... Europe, let's forget it. We might just sneak in into the conference if we're lucky, uh, coming in third. Um, we, we got the goal back just behalf, before half time, which made a huge difference. But then, second half, what, what, what did Brendan put in the tea? Oh, to be honest with you, Chris, I don't think Brendan actually had to do much. I was scratching my head at 1 0, let alone 2 0, because realistically considering they were at home and they've just come off a big derby day uh draw i believe mm. they came back from two 0 yeah. down in five minutes yeah. so they were high on confidence they were buzzing they were doing well um uh they they were below par they were so easily ripped apart for all four goals that every goal you you would have thought you were playing against a computer on easy mode the way the ball just went Ding, 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 in and in, in. It just seemed to happen. So, and obviously, well, obviously, because it happened within the space of nine minutes collectively, and it happened so fast, yeah. it probably does feel like that. But it was, they were not deserving of their lead. Not a sniff. No, I said no. you didn't I before the game. I don't even know how they got one goal, let alone three. But that's probably down to the frailties of Leicester, which we'll get onto later. Um, I, I, did, I did think they, I did for a moment think that they, they, they'd got um, Jose in as manager because you know every time we did go forward though they had virtually every player behind the ball. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, they did. And, and at two nil, I, I must admit at two nil when when Daka got one back, I, I didn't even didn't even celebrate. I was just kind of okay. <laughs> this is Leicester. Yeah. We can see just after half time. We normally do in these games, and uh, and then second half, I was just screaming and banging on the window, and I, you know, I mean, it was just again Madison. What a great game he had! He he did. He did have a good game. I mean, there's there's not many out there you could say had a had a bad game. Really, yes, there was errors that led to goals. Well, get on to one of them in particular in a minute. Um, but, you know, there's one criticism of Madison in that game I, I, I've got, uh, and that was 
And I can, I can kind of understand why, because he's probably feeling that he needs to contribute more in the goals. But stop trying to side foot it into the top corner and just put your laces through it sometimes. Because some of his shots, if you're going for accuracy and, and finesse, as it's called, and that's the best you're coming up with, please stop, Madison. Mm. Stop trying to win the game on your own. Please. That's the only, only blocked on his game. Because he was brilliant. But I'm fair to the end. I will crit. I, I will pick at you know negative parts as well as the good things. I'm not going to sit here and yeah. say the sun shines out his arse after two games. He needs to stop either shooting or put just put his foot through it because this place in it top corner. There's only one man in that midfield that can do that, and his name's Yuri Tillemans. We yeah. saw that at the yeah. weekend. Well, what we'll do is later on, we will go through the players. We're not going to do the ratings or anything, but we'll just talk about each player uh, uh, individually. I just want to say with, with Madison, um, there was a decision he made and he'd got, I think, Inacho on his right and Dakar on his left. Inacho was slightly offside. And I just think if you go back three or four weeks, the decision would have been made. He'd have passed it to Dakar and Dakar would have been offside. And yet, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, no, no. And, he, and he passed it to the left and they said, you know, yeah, that was the right decision, etc. But as I say, not so long ago, he probably wouldn't have made the, the right pass there. No, he probably wouldn't have. And sometimes when you're in confidence, you don't want to take that pass because in that split second, you go, the easier pass is to Nacho. If I mess up the pass to Dakar, they're going to come at us, so I'll play it to Nacho. And you don't even comprehend him stood offside, which was a bit silly at times on Nacho. And and sometimes it was a delay of the ball that never arrived to him, that obviously that he ran offside. Mm. But Nacho was very clever, actually. People might say sometimes he ran offside, but actually what he was doing is because Dakar was clearly dragging over on that left-hand side, he was then forcing Spartak Mas Moscow Fans might be yelling and screaming, saying, why was Dakar after his first goal allowed three more opportunities to rip us up down one side? Well, that's actually, you've got to give credit to Nacho because, yes, he was offside and it's a good job the ball wasn't played to him. And it was a good spot by Madison. Mm -hmm. But what Nacho did is he dragged their defence with him. Because if they don't go with him and he stays on side and he gets the ball, he's through anyway. Yes. So... You know, and, and maybe a better side and a more experienced side in, in greatest respects to Spartak, who, you know, as you informed me, were in the Champions League knockout, but then they got knocked out. And well, in this that, that surprised me because I think when the draw was, I thought Moscow were drawn out fourth. Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch no, the draw. May, they maybe they were drawn out third. I don't know. Somebody will tell us, I'm sure. But if they were drawn out fourth, I'm surprised, but yes, they, they did say on on on, on BT that we, before the game that they were they were knocked out by Benfica in the qualifying for the Champions League, so they hadn't automatically qualified. It was a you know a Celtic type uh, type yeah. Um yeah. yeah, Scott said he he, he was he's, he's bigging up Inacho there, and I've made I've made a note here. We're going to talk about that. I thought he had a good game as well. Let's have a look, Brad, at the team. I mean, what did you think when, when the team was announced? And I looked at that and I thought, OK, you know, we, we, Castagna had, uh, had pulled a, a muscle, I believe, or, and was slightly not 100%. Uh, Perez ruled himself out, and I'm sure you had tears about that. And we did say about Vardy having a rest and him bringing on, if brought on if needed. I just don't think he was needed because I think Inacho and Daka. They have got such a great understanding, but 
I was surprised to see Evans there. Um, but I looked at that and I thought, that's a good team. Yeah, I, di I did. I mean, there was a lot. I did, I think, you know, Brendan didn't want to change too much, you know, from what's been a bit of a disruptive stop-start season for Leicester in terms of their results. You want to keep the core of your team together. And you'd imagine that the majority of that team can play three games in the space mm. of seven days, eight days. Uh, yeah. You know, especially the young ones like... Um, um, Soyuncu, Madison, Tillemans, uh, Iniacho, and, and Daka can can definitely manage, and even Samore can manage to mm. do that. But you know, and, and and still be well within ready and, and, and for selection for for, for Sunday. Um, I thought it was very smart. Um, I, I think in an ideal world, had Leicester got better results from Napoli and. Uh, uh, Warsaw, then may we may have seen more changes, but given Leicester's mm. bad start in in the competition, you know the, the must not lose factor about this game, and um, because obviously you can still come second and it's a qualifier, but you want to ideally win your group so you go straight to the sixteen. Yeah, and uh, it was obviously more ideal to win it. So. I was glad to see that there was only two changes. Obviously, one of them was forced late last night. I think in training, it's reported that he just tweaked it. So yeah. it doesn't seem like he's done any actual proper damage. He's just tweaked it. Um, and I was happy with the people that came in to do the job. For obvious reasons, I'm very happy that Dakar came on and did the job. But Luke yeah. Thomas, Luke Thomas, it was good to see getting his minutes because... In the premise, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be worried about Luton Thomas because ball. he's been here seeing it got the t shirt with the Europa League, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, David, good evening to you. Uh, how the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Um, and David, number two, uh, welcome along to you as well. Um, 7 30 a.m. Sorry, I missed that. 7 30 a.m. there, David. Um, whereabouts are you? Just remind us. Um, I'm guessing you're over on the other side of the big pond, uh, if it was 7.30 in the morning. So uh, just, just remind us where you are, and it's great to have you on board. Um, I just want to bring this point. Uh, oh, Ash, uh, Ash Mandan. I don't know if I pronounce, if I pronounce that, but I'm sorry. I'm terrible at uh, pronunciation. Inacho is a gold machine, first on team sheet, supplied two of them today. He's a creator so strong. He had a fantastic game in my eyes, mm. and we'll, we'll come on to that later. Uh, now, Dorco says here, good evening, Dorco. Again, how the devil are you? So welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Nacho inevitably has to be third choice striker. You see, I don't necessarily think so, because I don't know whether Dakar and Vardy can play together. We've not really seen it, have we? Let's be honest. But we know no. Vardy and Nacho can play together. We now know Daka and Nacho can play together. Uh, as long as one of them scored and the other one's assisted, I don't really mind which way, as we said with, with Vardy last season. But it's almost like Nacho's your first choice. But it's, oh, who do I play with him this time? Look, look it's, it just shows what a comparison it's been in football, you know, that to... to, to use a tired cliche a week's a long time in football um and I, I wouldn't even say now or given especially given the last couple of performances from from this 
uh, from the side, especially up, up in the forwards. I don't even think if you're on the bench for Sunday, you're going to feel like, oh, this means I'm 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 the reserve choice. I I think Brendan probably now goes. Oh God, who do I pick? Vardy scoring, Iniacho's playing well in scoring, Daka's just got five and two. Oh, oh, this is a good headache. And I and I think it's one of them where where maybe the earlier predictions that we'd see a lot of rotation up front for a different reason than we thought, because we all thought maybe it would be Vardy who's, you know, sitting on the bench and coming on with 15, 20 minutes to go to run at a tired defence. That's obviously might not be the case this season because of how well he started. But I think what you'll see is, like Brendan said, dependent on the opposition, depends on how they're going to go about things. And he might think that's and, how he's going to go forward. And you're going to get knocks and possible yes. suspensions as you go along. Um, yes. And again, forgive me with my pronunciation here. Like I say, but th- those that know me well know that I can. If it's not Smith or Jones, I I struggle. You know, I even I even want to make uh, Bertrand French, don't I? Uh, yes. Canon Mervision here in Zambia. Leicester jerseys are selling like hotcakes. Proud of our Pat Sandaka. It's PD29 from Zambia to Leicester. You should be proud of him today. First player since, I think, I think Nigel, uh, mate, on Facebook. And he texted me and said, when, did, uh, when was the last time a player scored four for Leicester? And I went, I don't know. Tell me, because he's usually, he's one of these, you know, he knows his facts and his stats. Okay. I, went, I went, I don't know. <laughs> and he got a copy of Fossil and Foxes out. And it's actually 1929. It was six six goals somebody scored for. Us. Yeah, it was six. Um, you know. No, there was somebody who scored in a six three win against Villa. I know his last name begins with a H, but I can't remember it. They did bring it up on Leicester City's t- uh, radio. Oh, did um, they? Oh, right. Yeah, it might be that he did score six in that game, but I know I think it was Arthur Chandler did something like that, or Rowley yes. did something like yeah. that in the game because you had the geese or swans or whatever that flew over and it, it was right. an iconic oh yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. i know I they said that, that somebody yeah. scored at least yeah. four in a 6-3 win over villa oh, right. it might have been him he might have Hart been says i think daku is ready to play full-time in the premier league he's ready but will he get in because you know you're talking as good as daku is and it's a great problem to have we've still got vardy and you i mean Last season, you know, I was I was saying maybe Vardy doesn't start now. He's he's top of the goal scoring charts, so you're not going to drop. You know, I mean, I mean, Daka's top our top European goal scorer, Yuka with Barnes and Vardy. Now, as it happens, with four goals, bless him. But you can't just go out. I'm sorry, and <laughs> drop Vardy now because he's not done uh, anything wrong. David, US West Coast is where you are. North South East, oh, heck, yeah, that is way over the other side, isn't it? Literally. Yeah. Uh, Scott saying there, I uh, just wanted to say how much of a tank Sumari is. Um, <laughs> I've just got your private message, mate. I will um, talk, talk to you in a second. Um, <laughs> I won't, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you guess where uh, Brad's gone. All I'm going to say was if we're still playing, Leicester will score. <laughs> That's where he's gone. Yep, Sumari, great, great. Last two games, he's been great. Uh, Ashmandan agrees with us there. Rich, how do, mate? Uh, good luck. And to Daisy as well. Good luck to you both for tonight. Um, 
possible. As I say, I know I know we don't like United when we play in the Premier League, but I always want English teams to do well in Europe. So good luck against Atlanta uh, this evening, sir. Uh, but it was yeah, it was a great result, and it was really was needed. And I think what it the, the thing that it's done it's enforced what we achieved against you guys on Saturday, because I think if we'd gone out and we'd you know we were losing two 0 let's be honest with you, at one point. It would have been, a, you know, that win, I'll say it wouldn't have been a waste, obviously, but, you know, it kind of, it feels like we've kick-started our season now, if I'm honest with you. You know, it feels like these these performances are the Leicesters that um, that we remember from last season. So, yeah, it was a great result, Rich, but uh, I say good luck against Atlanta tonight. Um, Scott, three first-choice strikers. It's a great, great thing to have. Um, as we said, uh, earlier to Brad Edward, who uh, <laughs> big up here, how do Rich? Um, thanks very much. Get over to Rich Sports and check his channel out. Terry, good evening, sir. Good evening to you and the missus and the dog. Uh, that's three people just before anybody wonders if I'm calling Terry's missus a dog. Uh, only saw the last of the match. Seems I missed a good game. Terry, you so did. You so did. My son, he, he couldn't get to work. He says, for the hell, if I'd have been there, it'd have been nil-nil. I said, well, you stay at work for all the games then. Uh, B. Crom, hello. Welcome back again. We have three of the best strikers in the world as a group total. Well, you've know, you got a fair point there. Scott, guy. Oh, yeah. he's uh, Yeah, please please smash the likes button. Yeah, thanks very much, to, uh, Scott. Um, it was Heinz. Um, yeah, okay, I mean, you know, Terry, thanks very much for that. And I suppose, you know, when you've got hindsight, it's easy to know these things, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive that a tin of beans managed to score four it as is, well. Yes, yes. There you go. I'll join in on the joke with my own one, mate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, those were particularly good, wasn't it? Uh, Scott, um, Daco, Daco for me will get his games in the Europa League and Cups. Vardy and Nacho for the Premier League. Depends, like I say, you know, it's a long league and, and Vardy's 34, but it, it may, you know, we've got the three strikers and we've got we've got that option now. Uh, totally agree, Ru Samare. He was immense, to be honest. You almost didn't miss indeed the way he's played and he moved the ball forward. Um, yeah, that's going to be a headache for him, isn't it? Yeah. As Mandan, uh, what's nice to see is that they were starting to play as a team. It's not it's not a slight what player gets picked for a match. Once Barnes is flying again, going to be formidable. I mean, you know, when you come to think, who wasn't in the team? Barnes, Justin, <laughs> Zafana. Yeah. I, I mean, that, Lookman, yeah. That is a scary thought that those players didn't even... I mean, let's just... Let me just take you back to this, Brad. Um that's not a bad bench to have, is it? I mean, for those of you that are, are quite young and don't know, I should point out, Yipokovic is our third-choice keeper. You may not have heard of him. You almost certainly will not have ever seen him. He's a bit like Santa Claus. He comes once a year. I mean, said that. I was a bit like me with my wife. But there we go. Um, <laughs> that, that, that said, but that said, I, uh, I did fill a sack. Um, oh. Oh. Anyway, but you know, look, so let's have a look. You've got Ward, who's a good goalkeeper, Bertrand Castagna, um, Chowdhury did okay when he came on, Jewsbury Hall, or Brighton, Luckman, Barnes. What a, what a bench! Yeah, it's it's impressive, and it's nice to see from 
from a Leicester perspective. I know there's a few names on there that, that have been here for a while anyway, the likes of Albright and Vardy and Barnes, uh, etc. But it's nice, probably one of the most satisfying things about Leicester's um, progression off the pitch uh, in terms of squad depth is the fact that, that they're at a point now where they finally turn that corner where not just the pundits, but even Leicester fans were saying our problem is we've got a great 11 to 13 players, but after that we get a bit, oh, I don't know about him coming on sort of things. And yeah, obviously there's a few names on there. You know, Chowdhury, I thought had a brilliant game when he came yeah. on. Um, it wrong again, fair. And I'm not Chowdhury's biggest fan, but yeah. you know, fair dues. You know, I couldn't criticise him. And I know we'll get on to some defensive priorities later. Um, but what was good to see is, and I agree with the comment, whoever it was that said it. Sorry, I, I, I was uh, on a BRB when I heard it, but I didn't see who put it. Um, that the, it felt like there was. A, not just playing as a team, but there was a team understanding now. Like the new guys had settled in, they'd worn the shoes, they'd worn them in. They felt good. I don't really remember too many misplaced passes. I don't remember, you know, plays stop starting mm. runs because I wasn't sure if to go forward or what they were doing. But it clicked very well, you know, and, and to score eight goals in two games, it felt like Leicester again, didn't it? You know, we were. We're, we've been a team of recent years that score goals. If we win, it's very rarely we win 1-0 unless we're, you know, unless we're oh, going back to... Let, that That was the comment I think you were referring to from Ashim Nadan. Uh, Dorco says here, yeah. you haven't mentioned that, would you prefer a 4-3 win or a 1-0 win? I don't care. I don't care <laughs> if it's 9-6. I don't care. If it's three points, it's three points. If it's a win, it's a win. I, I, honestly, I get what he's saying, but yeah. I get what he's saying. You know, the 4-3 is more exciting to watch than a 1-0, but both do the exact same. And because both, you both, give you, in minutes. both give you bad hearts at the end of the game because yeah, you're holding on in both of them. Yeah, I, I, was, I was very happy at 4-2 and then suddenly it went 4-3 and I was like, where's my dog? I need to go go yeah. for a walk. We'll come back to the comments in, in, in a minute. Um, but at 2-0 up, were you thinking the worst? Because I was. No, actually, I, I really wasn't um, because I was scratching my head as to how we were 2-0 down. We were controlling the game. We had the tempo. Um, we just hadn't quite figured out how to get into their back line. And, and in, in, in the end, Spartak Mos uh, Moscow played a big part in that with how they tried to up their tempo when less were coming at them uh, as soon as it was to all sort of thing. As soon as they... Mm made that mistake and got back that I mean they did they must have watched the Man United players kicking off um after two all because they conceded probably quicker than um than the yeah. man you did. I mean yeah. before I could go off oh, fuck how was that happened? It was yeah. and Dakar's through and he scored and it was like all right it doesn't really matter. And I yeah. I kind of got the you know and I know a goal makes it easy to say it at that point because I've always said two ones the worst score line you can have and until the end because mm. you, it's never safe sort of thing. But then that kind of I kind of felt like that was a bit just because I don't I I genuinely don't think they deserved anything. I think the right result. Well, I think four three was flattering. I really think it was flattering on them. And, and again. 
whereas they were probably to make played their part in making our goals, we played a making severely in, in, in their goals. So mm. that's probably why that's one thing that we need to make sure we're eradicating sooner rather than later. But the rest of it was very pleasing on the eye to watch. It, yeah, you say what wasn't clicking before the Man United game, and we were trying to play was 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 clicking now. And as I, I know, I know, I know you don't like the stats, but just just looking at them, it does back up what you say. You know, we we had more passes, we had more touches, um, we made nearly double the tackles. Um, forget the offsides, but uh, and we had twenty, you know, almost double the shots on target that they had. Um, with 20 and, and, and more possession. I mean, like you say, how did they get three goals? Well, I'll tell you how they got one of them. Our friend, Turkish Delight, Mr. Soyuncu. But again, I was watching this, and you can say, I'm gonna, I'll let you have your say on him in a minute, but just generally with that back four, and it's not their fault because I know they're told to play about it, play like that, but they're pissing about at the back. And I've got to be honest with you, Schmeichel is kicking the ball to somebody who's got a red shirt behind him. And I'm mm. like, just boot it upfield. And yes, I know you might lose it, but if you're going to lose it, let's lose it up there. Oh no, pass it to Soyuncu, who loses it, and they've got another goal. Yeah, and I think I, I think. You'd think, you'd really think, because it just, I really lost my rag watching that goal. I was like, who the hell do we think we are if we think we can just play a risky ball like that and then still piss around with it? Because you're right, Chris, in a way, you know, even though I felt the way we were performing throughout that 45 minutes and, and the frailties of Moscow were there for the taking, you have to imagine that had Dak not got that goal, it could have been a different story and it shouldn't mm. have came in. At, you know, we've seen games where we come in at one nil down and we've completely dominated and they've hit us for a sucker punch and we've gone, God knows how one nil down, but we've felt we've sat here as well as fans going, but I still think we'll win this game. We'll come back. We keep playing like that. There's no way it stays one nil. There's no way it stays one nil. And, and, and more times than not, especially last season and the season before, Leicester ended up winning the game. Whether it was two nil, two one, or or three one, and 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 into a point with the way the performances, they they ended up winning it quite comfortably. When you've just got yourselves on track, and yes, half time one nil down would have sound, would have been very harsh, but you was in a very commanding position that you would have known the way you're playing that if you can get it all clicking, which obviously they did, you can blow this side apart because there was a lot of periods in both hearts in both halves, mm. where Spartak could not get near Leicester. Leicester had the freedom of the midfield at points with the way they were breaking mm. through them. And it was such a stupid thing. Yes, I agree. Casper shouldn't be passing it to someone who's got a red shirt right up his rear end. But Sionchu should know that and go, instead of going, doing what he did, why isn't he going, what are you doing? And, you know, mm. boots up the field. If it goes out for a throw-in, to play that way, aren't they? You know, I think that, yeah, that we, we know Brendan saying that, but you know, at the end of the day, like with the Maguire goal, 
when you know, well, say the Maguire goal, the Maguire assist for a Leicester goal at the weekend. You know, you, you, you know, Schmeichel thinking, who the hell do I pass? Because I've got to be honest with you, at some points, there wasn't a blue shirt without a red shirt on him. And he should, no. at that point, be allowed to kick it up as far as he can and get it away from our defence. No, uh, but see, that's the thing, though. I, there's no issues with playing it out of the back. And obviously, a lot of people and a lot of Man United fans to bring that into a comparison point. Let's face it, Maguire was a bit different. We were very, we, Vardy and Nacho must have been rubbing, and Brendan Rodgers must have been rubbing their hands together when they realised that Maguire had been picked off the back of about two hours worth of training. Mm. He was picked off for the simple fact that he was leggy, he wasn't match ready. He was stupid to say to Ollie, I was ready, I'm ready to go back in. Ollie was stupid enough to not stand up and say, No, I want you back and fit, but I want you 100%. I'm going to play bye. He was ready. It was two completely contrasting things. I've got no issues with teams playing it out the back because Leicester do do that very well when they do it right. What I've got an issue with is if they play it out the back and someone's just going, mm, Not really, mate, get rid of it. Yes, managers and teams do it these days. But I reckon if I'm if I'm in the dugout and I see that ball go to you and I see him in a and I go, oh God, Soyuncu, get rid of it, get rid of it. I'm doing that. As a manager in my head, even if I'm just stood there watching it like that, in my head I'm going, boot it, boot it, get rid of it. That's a bad one. Start again. Just get rid of it. Sometimes when you try and play yourself out of trouble, you do what you do in this scenario, you play yourself into trouble. And, and like I said, to, to a point, we're very thankful that we got a goal immediately back because that comp that doesn't just change our mentality. It changes how they approach the game. Yes. Yeah. Because they and go then, in having just conceded. And yeah. It, it, it's two, and two then more is a lot better than two, yeah. two, two, one. Second half, Taylor two halves this game. I mean, we came out. Um, we looked up for it straight away as soon as we came out. And so we hadn't had a bad first half, in fairness. But, you know, it's... And I know we said this with the Man United game, but these are the performances that we, we've come to expect from Leicester the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I, I think Leicester were very, very good in what they did. They, they, they were fast from the off. Um, they knew if they could get the ball up that end of the pitch, and even if it was just a chance... Uh, or, or they got a corner in the first minute or two. It'd be a back to the wall, and 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 what played into their hands. And I'll go more on it in the segment later on, on when it comes to that side of things. But Leicester, what they did well, and obviously they got the best outcome by doing that, is they got themselves a goal, and that put the score level. And and what that did is because of the mentality of being a bit nervy at two one, uh, Leicester got the momentum. They've snatched it back. They're now level. They're going to come at us. I think Moscow's inexperience and naivety maybe got the better of them and they made a tactical error because then what they tried to do is they tried to match Leicester's intensity with mm. how high up the field their back line was. And that, you can't give... You can't give bloody Peter Crouch the space that Dak was afforded to run at the goal, let alone give someone with that blistering roadrunner pace and ability to stick the ball in the back of the net. You deserve yeah. to get punished. If Leicester defended like that 
and left players like that open, they deserve to get punished for it. And that that was what was pleasing is Leicester maybe sensed the nerves and Brendan Rogers sensed the nerves and went, keep going, do it a bit quicker, get that ball up to the front men quicker and we will win this game. And in the end, despite that nervy last four or five minutes plus stoppage time, mm. it was fairly comfortable in reality. The scoreline... Yeah was flattering for them and doesn't reflect the fact that Leicester completely dominated that second yeah. half. I think it I think it was any other team other than Leicester, because we know what Leicester are capable of in letting Leeds yeah. go. We know no, that other teams wouldn't have been panicking as much as we were. Uh first substitution or Brighton on for Piera? Yeah, P- Piera was probably He was on a yellow, wasn't more... he as well? Yeah, yeah, he was only yellow, so it was always going to happen. The game was 4-2 at that point, so you knew there was going to be an onslaught for Moscow. Although there wasn't really much, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't as good as I thought they would be. I thought they'd up the tempo and suddenly find how to get the ball in and behind. Um, so it made a bit of sense. And plus, if you, if you was to say to me, who really probably, I wouldn't say had a bad game, but stood out as didn't really have the greatest of games. I think Pereira was probably one player that maybe if you're saying they're eights and nines and tens for their performances, he was probably a six and a half, seven, because yeah. it wasn't his worst game. You could see he was getting frustrated that things he was trying weren't working all the time. Yeah. Tillemans coming off injured, possibly? Again, um, I'm hoping not. Um, oh, guessing, we're, all, we're all hoping not. Yeah, we're, all, we're all sitting there going, please, after that performance, please do not be injured. Yeah. But I, again, and I think um, if you look at Tillemans' past, uh, when he plays a lot of games and it's like three, four, five, six games in a row, especially when the European competition like this rolls around, a lot of Leicester fans have noticed that by about game four or five, he's blowing smoke out of his arse and 60 minutes he lasts and he comes off and he's not been effective and I think Brendan saw him pick up a niggle so maybe that 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 just was sort of the time of, but I think you could tell with how the immediate the change was that Brendan was like right let's not risk it anymore let's get him off now instead of in five minutes time um and it gives him a chance he got him 20 minutes on the bench hopefully like I said Every Leicester fan's hoping it's not an injury from it it's not done any damage because they got him off so quickly and it's just a niggle um, I'm sure Brendan will be asked a question in his press conference if he hasn't already. But well, hopefully he'll be best guard coming on. Basically, I think just pass a bit of time and uh, and give some players a rest. I think really wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Again, the, the match situation at that point with about seven minutes to go at that point when them subs came on. Luke Thomas has had a good game. I feel he was just starting to get picked off a bit on that side. So maybe Brendan thought, I'll go for a more defensive reassurance. And Bertrand Bertrand didn't really fly forward like Thomas was doing. And and the game didn't call for it at that point. Uh, It didn't even call for it in the end, really, because um, it was, like I said, it was quite comfortable that Leicester saw out the last last few minutes of the game. And again, best of God, was probably always going to come on for Evans because we have to manage these players and, and Evans has just come back from an injury. It was yeah. a good it was a good it was a good 70 odd minutes for um yeah um, no, no, no I think uh I like to say sensible. Right we're gonna have a look at some comments and we will be right back after this. 
from Leicester Till I Die TV. Please press those buttons on YouTube for more Leicester City content. Terry says here, I'm just going to say run through the comments very quickly. Uh, Brad, Crystal holds the best joke award with his Evans injury entry. Remind me what that was, Terry, because I, I seriously can't remember it. I, I'm so all my jokes are so good. I can't I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember them all. Uh, uh, Ashimandan images. Um, not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Uh, Scott, Chris, as much as I hate international breaks, I think it's come at a great time for us. Praise if continues uh, through nine ten on nil on Sunday would be lovely. Yes, it would. And it did. I mean, you know, we, we don't know until these international breaks come through. We could have had three players come back with injury. Nacho nearly did. Thankfully, he didn't. Frustrated with having Bertrand and Vestergaard come on in the 80th minute, hoping Evans would be okay. I think purely it was just a case of tactical and giving uh, giving players a, a rest. Um, Ashmandan, yeah. he prefers a 4-3. Uh, he might be younger and not have as bad a heart as I have. Um, can't wait to get Fafana back in the team as I think Vestergaard will become fourth choice. Uh, and then he actually puts him down to fifth behind Amati. Um, oh. So Yuncho did really well initially. He, he, he didn't, apart from that one, and, and I can say, I think Casper's maybe got to take a little bit as well. Um, and I think, and Brendan, I think Brendan's got to turn around and say to do them. Beat it, but you know, beat up the field if you need to. Andrew, good evening. So, how the devil are you? Uh, what I want to know is how the hell did all Brighton walk off that pitch? Ref was shocking, yeah. And well, we're going to come on, we'll come on to that in this when I finish the comments, actually, because um, I know, um, I normally have my rant, but I know, uh, I know, um, I believe Brad's, uh, Brad's gonna have his rant in a minute. Uh, thinker Marty played well. Yeah, I do. I think he did as well. Facebook user, not sure who you are, but hi back. Um, Meta and the men agree, very fortunate for Brighton not to get an injury and horrendous tackle. Uh, Facebook user, Casper's got to sort his game out. Uh, is it David? I, I can't see because I'm not on, on Facebook. Uh, was it me at halftime? Brendan swapped to Marty for Soyunchu, uh, as in swapping separate, different side of Evans. Um, Terry has Casper packed in kicking the ball out of touch <laughs> to their players. I don't know if he's packed it in. I just think he does the shorter passes to his, his defenders. Um, as man, I think Moscow's fitness let them down. Fair point. Michael, hi. Dave. Well, that's David, not Michael. Cause it's, I always know it's David if it's Michael. Don't ask me why. Um, Terry, hopefully Casper's old man has had a word with him about it. Um Andrew here, how much of a beast is Sumare? They said on the telly, box to box midfielder. You know, yeah, isn't he? he really yeah, I've got a few injury scares. I thought Tillemans, Evans, lower back, Madison, Cramp. Yeah, I mean, not nothing too major, hopefully. Uh, and good evening, Ant, and uh, from another Leicester fan channel. We're going to be doing a, a bit of a collaboration, um, with yourselves and Beyond the 90, uh, uh, coming up every month soon. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, he's Zambian now, <laughs> yeah, aren't we? Yeah, you were Algerian a few years ago, Ant. You know, you're not fickle, are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but Vestergaard is useless. Uh, his hip injury due to Ronaldo in his pocket all game for <laughs> Evans. Um, 
got up with the, the comments and yeah i mean they they said on the commentary because i was on on btn i don't know what they said on on, on radio on on lcfc.com the guy was lucky to be on um it went to var and even they didn't think it was a red they just thought it was a yellow I just don't know how, mate. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how VAR does not send him off. I don't get it, right? You know, I, I, you probably heard this as a common joke, right? But can anybody tell me what brand of cereals uh, the Russians have? Because that's where these corrupt officials get their pissing licenses from. I thought the English FAs were bad. This guy was more than a village idiot. He was the father of the village idiot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let's just say allegedly, please. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry, sorry, Putin. Allegedly. Not real. Didn't happen. Rush job. Anyway, maybe he was a KGB agent. We don't know. We can't speak anything of it. We don't want things getting thrown at us as a channel or as a country. But by God, right? By God. I reckon a newborn child could have ref that game better than him. Patson Dacus should have had a penalty, arguably. Uh, the, the the foul on Albrighton was ridiculous. Maybe, just maybe, that player's last name was Shearer. Anyone remember that? If you're too young, go and check out Shearer on Neil Lennon. Go and check that out. That, yeah, I'm, I'll let you do your research and that then come back to me if you're too young. Those of you who remember, you know what I want about with uh, Shearer. Because how do you get away with that? I mean, it, it, maybe, maybe I am Jesus. Maybe I I, I, I was praying so hard that all right and I broke his leg that it healed it. Because how he's got it, I, I don't know what's miffed me more. How all Brighton was able to bloody well stand after that challenge or how he hasn't been sent off. Now, I hope the FA, I hope UEFA or whatever company it is that's involved in probably said FN it's wrong and UEFA investigate that and give that player an eight match ban because that could have ended all Brighton's career that was horrible it was reckless and sack the lot of them at VAR if that's what you've got as your VAR standards sack the fucking lot of them that's disgusting decision and people are saying to me some fans of other clubs are saying to me makes mine saying oh but I bet you're not bothered because you won four three yes I am because we nearly ended it we nearly saw one of our own have his playing career ended Get on your bike. It doesn't matter. I don't care if we don't win 6-0 today. That's wrong. That shouldn't be allowed to stand. And that shouldn't be getting checked by VAR and them going, yellow's acceptable. No, it's not. If I did that in my if I did that in my job, right, to someone, right, and nobody really saw it, and they decided just to send me home, and then they watched the cameras and saw me lever 10 bells of shite out of my employee, they'd sack me and take me to court. Absolutely baffles me, mate. And there, I'm done. I've had a bad run. I'm done. I'm done. Is, is, is it safe to come out yet? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to have a lie down and speak to my therapist. <laughs> I'm going to play this for you then. <laughs> he said, maybe Scrap this. It. Scrap VAR. Scrap it this weekend over the international break because it's worthless, pointless, a total waste of time. He agrees it with you. It is with the people that run it. Clowns. I trust clowns. I'd rather have clowns from a circus than Charles. At least I'd have a brain cell. Like, <sighs> like I said, we, we need ex-players running that. I really do. Um, I think Putin was in so, charge so of it, mate. So you, 
So you weren't really impressed with the officials. Uh, I think we can say that. No, <laughs> sure if, if the official was that bad, they made John Moss look like a good referee. And you know my opinion is John Moss. He always wants to centre attention on himself. I did actually ask uh, when we did, I did the preview show with um, with Dean last night, and I did actually ask when and I, and I may, maybe it's wrong that I see the referees from a certain country and think they're not going to be brilliant. But I don't know, just Greek referees, it, they just, well, everybody was Greek, in all fairness. Um, the decisions were Greek to me as well. But, you know, there were uh, the linesmen, the VAR, oh, and I did I did say to him, are they going to be tough enough? Because I, I, I believed, I thought it was going to be a, a sort of a really, really dirty game, and it wasn't that bad at the end of the day. And I thought he let the play go on sometimes rather than call it back uh, in, in, you know, in defence of him. But yet, yeah, um, it, it wasn't that good. I'm going to ask you now, though. Um, Warsaw are going to be playing Lazio tomorrow. No, they're not. Napoli. They're going to be playing Napoli. I keep. It's because they've got that stupid Legia. Legia have got that stupid bloody L as the badge, and I keep mm. thinking Lazio. Um, plus, I'm probably drunk as well. <laughs> Warsaw are going to be playing Napoli. This is how it looks at the moment. If I can find it, I will show it you. And as I often, that's not the best chat up line I use. I've got to be honest with you, but you know, it's worked a couple of times. There we go. As things stand now, Leisure Warsaw top with six points. Leicester played a game more, obviously, second with four. Spartak Moscow down to third with three. Napoli now at the bottom with one. What would you prefer? A Warsaw win, a Napoli win? Or a draw? Honestly, I'd take a draw. I'd take a draw or, um, or a Napoli win in that situation. The Napoli win more because it really does bring the group alive. Mm. Um, and we've still, you know, we've still got three, you know, we've still got to play, you know, these teams, you know, these all these again. And we'll obviously be hoping to, better our results in the other two games and, and, and hoping to match the result, yeah, mm -hmm. the win that we got against Moscow. In, in, in terms of you look at the Europa League um, going forward, if you win the game, you get a free pass, essentially. It's a buy. Um, and if you come second, you go into a... It, they, they say it's like a, a playoff. It essentially is. I don't know why they're bothering calling it around of thirteen. It's, it's thirty-two. It's a playoff. Yeah. Um, I, I think in that situation, I think as if if Liga Warsaw win and they deserve to win the group, um, because that's that's impressive to do that. But if they draw or lose to Napoli, I I think. Get overtaking them and getting ourselves in a position where maybe we're better off than Napoli mm. is easier to do if they're only two to three points ahead of us. Because obviously, I think we play them next, don't we? Liga, uh, no, we play uh, Moscow again next. Do we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, if if Warsaw win, they'll obviously go up to nine points, um, and dominate the group, but it will keep Napoli down on one point. Obviously, if Napoli yeah. win by, say, two or more goals, they go into second and we drop down into third. So it is all very yeah. tight. 
I must admit, personally, I'm thinking at this point, for me, possibly a leisure Warsaw win just to keep Napoli down there. But, you know, you you, <laughs> you can only take... You know, play with the cards you dealt, as they say. You know, but um, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, you can, and 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 obviously, you know, that we'll play Moscow. Moscow, it, it they they'll play each other again. So you know, maybe maybe the draw is a favourable result. They'll only be, you know, if they draw that game, you know, then potentially Leicester could go into the game going against um moscow knowing a win could put them top depending on on how well leicester do in that game yeah. uh I, and then and then you kind of it, it just shows you how quickly to turn around because now we're talking about well if if warsaw draw with napoli and then in the reverse picture they lose to napoli napoli will uh, you know and leicester win the next two yeah. games and all of a sudden leicester are top by three points playing napoli and napoli are out of the thing altogether or or, or, yeah. or the third so they're not going to get you know all the fighting for second place all of a sudden Leicester are, are where they're expected to be going into that final game of the group the group stage so yeah obviously yeah. we've still got to do our job but it'll be we interesting have, to yeah. the next well we've got we've got Jesus in the chat um I'm talking to Jesus we've now also got the creator come in as well so you, your dad's in Brad uh, Sumari was immense this afternoon. He was indeed. Yeah. Bikram, good evening, sir. If indeed Ian Kanti had a child together, the baby could be would be Sumari. <laughs> I think it'd be a bloody miracle as well, but yes, it could be. Andrew, the ref now has a Bentley, two Lamborghinis, and a holiday home in the Maldives. I know the, 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 he's certainly got a couple of larders and a and a, and a flat near Chernobyl. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> And you ask somewhere you don't you don't want to go to to to, to there because uh, you, you no I won't do that joke I won't do that joke it's it's not it's not past the watershed yet um, Dorco uh, we need to come top of the group coming second yeah we, we Brad alluded to that yeah we again for God's sake you know we've got to play a team again that's going to be given a second chance because they were shit in the Champions League you know um, yeah which, which, which is true but that that's not forget that if they've done that badly to get third in their Champions League group, a lot of them teams that come third, if you look at the Champions League, and especially over history, yeah, but Man final, nearly nearly won it by being crap in the Champions League, they nearly won the Europa League. I'm sorry, it could happen to us, we could be third in this group and go down into the conference and win the conference, but it is oh, totally it is totally wrong. If you're out of one competition, but, it's like it's like saying what, you're out of the FA Cup, you get knocked uh, out of the FA Cup, so I tell you what, we'll, we'll give you another chance in the League Cup. No, I'm sorry, no, it is wrong. No, I no, I'm I'm not disagreeing with what I'm what, what I was what I was saying was is if you actually look at it, the majority of them teams that finish third, yes, you're gonna get a group of death where a big biggish name comes down from it that's unavoidable and i agree with you it's not right that you get a second and a third and a fifth and a seventh or a tenth bite of the cherry in the cup it's not right but because it isn't it we have to like it or lump it that's the rules them the rule them the rules as they say um there's also a chance that you know leicester then maybe get a sheriff or a young boys, that, and we show these other sides how to beat these teams that maybe only get two or three points or four points in their thing. 
So it's not the be-all and end-all. It's but more like... Sheriff did well against, but was it Barcelona? And young boys didn't do too badly against Man United. You know, I just... And I, I get... We, we, we've got to... We, there's nothing we can do, but... Yeah. Hey, you know, I just don't agree with it. Chad says, I'm hearing some great things about Samari's performance. We'd love to hear your... Uh, hear you both go into more detail on that. We will be in a minute because we will be going through the team. Um, do you think the officials could be a bit better with the Ranieri decision after releasing him and doing the unthinkable with us? I'm sure they're not thinking about that at all, Scott. Um, am I right in thinking if we win the group, Brendan automatically improves how far he's got in the European competition stage? Mm-hmm. Or did we make the last 16 last season? No, we got knocked out in the round of 32 by Spartak. He's never got to the round of 16, has Brendan. Uh, that's with Liverpool, Celtic and Leicester. He's never got to the round of 16 of any European competition. And as Dorco said there, um, it's two extra games we do uh, not yeah. need. Yeah. I, I understand that people want to... What I'm saying is it's not all doom and gloom. It's not like all of a sudden we're going to get Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid chucked at us. You'd imagine that they'd get through their group. They're not the best at the moment, Barcelona. They're in a bit of dire straits, to be perfect. But my point still stands. Obviously, we want to win the group, but let's not get disheartened because remember before this competition started, we was drawn in the group where a lot of pundits, a lot of analysts of the game or whatever would have looked at Leicester and Napoli and gone, wow, we've got probably two of the top five favourites to win the, potentially win the competition, let alone being win the group. So at, at the end of the day, yes, it's two games we could do without and it wouldn't be ideal, but because of the position we're in and and given the fact, I, 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 I think we, we have to set that as the minimum because, because then you're talking... Oh, well, we finished third. I'd rather finish second than third. I'd rather, I'd rather, of course, of course you could win. still say stay in the Europa League. Yes, you know, because yeah. I, I'd rather not rely on us than having to win the conference if we don't quite make it up in the league. I'm sure we will very early into the league and we're doing, we're looking yeah. better for it. But I'd rather us have a chance of being in the Champions League on two fronts. Yeah. Andy says here, Bradley has a number for anger management. I tell you what, he, he makes my rant seem like, you know, just a little, excuse me, do you mind if I just say something against Brad? And uh, any children watching, Brad used a naughty word in that rant, and he will be told off later, and he will be putting five pounds in the uh, in the swear box. I'll um, eat five pounds first. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all. Look, mate, um, talking of money, uh, there's a couple of things you can do, not you not you, Brad, but if anybody's watching, if they want to donate, press the little dollar sign at the bottom and you can just make a donation. It does help us uh, keep the channel going and, and make sure that we can do stuff like this because um, uh, it does cost money to do this sort of thing. Um, don't do it. For, it's not free of charge, although, you know, you can get versions of it that are, but for the decent bits like this, you do have to pay for it. So feel free to make a donation um, or you could become a member. There's some options there, three options starting from one ninety nine a month and you can um, you can donate to the channel and there's a couple of extra free, you know, things that you get by being a member, including discount on a possible range of Leicester Till I Die merchandise. Hmm. Watch this space. Watch this space. Now then, 
I was going, I was going nearly broke into Postman Pat then. Watch this face, watch this face. Right, let's, um, I wasn't going to do this, but why not? Uh, why not? Um, let's, um, let's, let, let's have a look. Should we, should we rate the players? Yeah, go on then. No, we can we can do it, Chris. Why, why not? Um, they didn't all play, so I've just got to find them. We'll start obviously with um, the captain, Mr. Schmeichel, and he's not going to get one. I've just put him there just for for ease. I'm I'm going to give him a six for two reasons. A, I don't think he had a lot to do. B, he played his part of being at fault for both the goals. In my you weren't happy with him on goal one, were you? No, I look. I know it took a deflection, and people will say it wrong-footed him. But a, you knew you was going to Russia, so why were you wearing your slippy skates? Because he fell over to not be able to stop it. B, the, yes, as a goalkeeper, you see a shot going a certain direction, you start to move early, but that shot wasn't exactly a rocket. It wasn't like the the Warsaw shot was it? It wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was. I. I. He, he, I had almost half looked away, expecting to see Casper Avit and his hands like that, and he was starting to attack. It was very sloppy from him, and he lost his footing. He slipped. It bundled into the net. Kind of reminded me of the error strewn, the error prone Championship Schmeichel. The way it went in, it was a bit naff. And for me, as a goalkeeper who likes to be a part mm. of the committee of goalkeepers' defences. I can't defend him for that. I was going to say, I, I could listen to you or almost think that maybe you've, you, you've been a goalkeeper at some point in your life. I don't. I just get that feeling. I know, right? Sometimes I do hint at it. I don't like to say it all the time. But yeah, no, you I don't. don't you, do, you do give it to yourself. I know, so... right? I don't broadcast it. And, and, yeah. and the second goal, I think he takes the blame for distributing it to the wrong player. Um, you know, Sonch is under a bit of pressure. Yes, he had a good game uh, against Manchester United and he was having, and did end up having a pretty good game all round uh, this afternoon. But there was still that case of, you know, Moscow would have known if any defender is susceptible in that lineup at Sonchu still because he's still capable of, He's still got to work yeah. through the mistakes he made. I mean, yeah. And you know, where Rashford. would you put a, a, a Marty? What would you give to a Marty? I'm going to give him a seven. I think he was yeah. probably solid. Yeah. Um, at some times, he was probably doing a better job than uh, Sion Chu and, and, and Vestergaard when he came on. Very happy with to give him a seven. And to be honest with you, uh, I've got to say this. I'm not a Marty's biggest fan. Uh, I, I like him as a utility player. You know, he can play midfield or, you know, across the back. But a couple of games, he's had some, real, you know, he's he's been solid. And like, yeah. I don't know who it was earlier, said probably Vestergaard's down to fifth behind him. Yeah, yeah, it is. It just shows, like, it, it shows the way they're being, and I, I use the term again, man, man managed by Brendan and, and his staff, mm. because it's very difficult to G yourself up. And I know people say, oh, you're on this much money, you should be able to do it. It's not always that case. If you're not getting selected every week and that's your job to play football and that's what you're essentially being paid to do, it's not always the easiest to put in a performance. So to do what he's been doing for Leicester over the last two games, I was very impressed with him and that's why I put him in, in, in the seven. 
Okay. Um, good Evans, Mr. Evans. Where would you like Mr. Evans to go? An eight. And I, I, I think if he'd have played the 90 minutes, they don't score a, a third. Um, I, there's nothing he can really do. He didn't really do much wrong. Uh, again, you felt comfortable and more reassured, and they looked more reassured defending with Evans. Um, so, yeah, very glad to see him play. Glad to see him be rested. That, that tells me that Brendan, you know, wants him for Sunday. Um, so, yeah, very good 70-odd minutes that he got out of him. Deserves his eight. Which yeah, is mean, the best you, one you shouldn't say that any team is reliant on one player. You know what I mean? Because that player... No. But we, we've seen the difference he makes just by coming in. He... he and it would be that, that that Brendan goes on and says about this, and that he, you know he might get targeted to be taken out the game because he is so influential in it. But he is that experienced head, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and and it's not a case of maybe being reliant on him so much because we're in in form and in confidence. So I'm sure, and I'm sure Vestergaard on his day, and Amarty, of very capable defenders that have seen out a, a result for Leicester and doing a job for them. I think just sometimes, especially when it's going through a, a dodged, dogged period like Leicester have been, um, mm. you need that experience, you need that commanding player, because you need to be able to command that that that, that situation in, in, in certain things, especially when you're being put under a lot of pressure. Um, you need that experience and, and, and that footballing brain on, on on the pitch. So, yeah, that's why Evans goes um, so far above in, 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 my, um, yeah. in my rating. Lord, Lord Farquhar, our Turkish delight. And I'm, I'm dreading what you're going to give him after that mistake. But uh, where, where, where are you going to put him? Let me go and hide under the table. Honestly, mistake aside, I think... Um, Considering where his head's probably been up his arse for the past few weeks before the international break, um, it was a bit error strewn, but he had a fairly good game. He made a very good block, actually a very good clearance when that when one of the Moscow players controlled it six yards out. He was going to he was the only thing he was going to do there was smash it into an open into into the net. Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm going to put him with a Marty. I'm going to give him. No, and I can't really, can't because he was part of the error. I, no, no, go on, go on. I'll give him a seven. I think he, I think he warrants a seven. He did make him some vital inceptions, and he looked more yeah. composed. Um, whenever didn't have an overall, didn't have a bad game. Uh, no, Line, Good evening, sir. Although again, another American. Um, is it? It's never too late as long as you bring in. It's never too late. <laughs> um. <laughs> he's saying he's been distracted by something called work. <laughs> was able to was able to watch most of the game. Well, hopefully he was happy as we are, Brookline. Um, okay, so we go then to um, Mr. Piera. I'm going to give him a six, just because. I think all for the right intensities, and he did a lot of running on that right side. Um, he showed the right intent. Unfortunately, it was probably one of them games where it just didn't go, didn't it? Didn't 
you know, go right for him in a sense. He, he, he didn't go to plan how he was and he, he seemed to get a bit frustrated. And in the end, you know, probably because of his yellow card, he probably even came off the pitch earlier than expected. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to give him a six. I don't think that was his greatest game. He, he tired and tried, but it, just, it was just mm. one of them for him, I think. Yuri? Uh, a nine. Absolute monster of a performance, and you'll probably find a consistent patterns with the nines and tens and, and, and that that are coming for that. He was just phenomenal again, wasn't he? He, he was. Passes, he was. He, he yeah. broke up play, you know, and it, you can't sing enough praises about him when he's playing like that. It's the easiest nine you'll give for a while for Yori. Um, Samari. Samari. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was gone then. <laughs> ten, absolute, did you say? Absolute ten out of ten. I mean, not just for the way he played alongside Yori. His defensive work. I mean, at one point the commentator said, "You can, ju- you can, you cannot get the ball off him. You just cannot get it off him." And you couldn't. You know, we said it about everything that Iniacho touched against Manchester United. He seems to do really well. He was unplayable, and Samari was great. And you know, when when Chowdhury and I know we'll come on to him in a minute. When Chowdhury came on and they swapped the roles, you know, he went to the defensive and he became more freedom to attack. God, did he do it good. I mean, that goal that he set up, you know, he he played, he played, got the ball, he muscled them out of it, he ran up the pitch and he played the ball mm. through and then we scored again. Perfect 10. Looks right at home. Although he plays, obviously, we, we're playing him because we've no Indeedy and we've no Mendy and maybe, you know, Samari's deemed to be a better starter than Chowdhury. He isn't the same sort. He's more of a box-to-box midfielder than mm. indeed. but he does that job very well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And like I said, when, when the substitution was made and Chowdhury came on for for your Tillemans, you felt maybe they'd both play a bit more defensive. And Chowdhury seemed to do that defensive role, which freed up um, Samore to be more aggressive in his box-to-box uh, approach and mm-hmm. he just never missed a beat. I don't. I don't think he lost the ball. I don't think there was ever a pass that's wrong. It, it, it was. Pra- it no. was a perfect ten out of ten. Um, Mr. Luke Thomas. Uh, I'm going to give him. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. He did all right. He had a very good game. He got forward. Um, Still shows his defensive priorities when he's got to trap back and less to lose the ball. But that comes with, I'm going to be a bit lenient on him because he's still, you know, he's still, you'd still say he's very much independent Leicester with how quickly it's been sprung on him over the last yeah. season and a bit. For someone who's found himself out, out of the team recently as well with Bertrand coming in and Castagne, um as well, it was, it was an all right performance. It was one of them where he didn't really do too much, but he definitely definitely did well. He tired at the end, and that's probably why Bertrand came on. So I'll give I'll give Luke Thomas a seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> James Madison. Now he has over the last two games been a revelation. It's like, yes, we've got our Madison back. This was the guy that Arsenal wanted. This is the player yes, this, that they yeah. were after. But he's been given 
and again, this is what this, you know, I picked this up off the telly. You know, he's he plays in a different role these last two games. Is he's given a bit more freedom to kind of go where he wants, and maybe yeah. that is the role that suits him better. Maybe, maybe because maybe he was one of them players that teams and, and managers had start to figure out. He was very rigid. He was very he stays there. If we can get two men on him. And, and, you know, we're going to disrupt their flow. We're going to disrupt his game. And it, it obviously had that effect. So, Brendan's obviously thought, well, if I give him a free roam, it, it will work better. And you're right, Chris, he has benefited uh, Leicester dramatically. He's benefited Madison a lot better. He's just done two back-to-back 90 minutes. Before Manchester United, we were, we were struggling to even think how we're going to get him in the team with the way his form was and the way he was playing. So it's good to see the change. It's good to see it's been an instant reaction to Madison. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm probably going to be his harshest critic because his side foot shots from 20 yards don't impress me. Uh, they annoy me. So I'm going to give him a seven. He would have been an eight. He would have <laughs> been an eight, but I'm going to give him a seven because, yes, he had a good game, but that's one part of his game he still hasn't eradicated. Mm. He sees the headlines, and there were so many times I was going, don't shoot, pass it, don't shoot, pass it. And I go, I'm oh, sh- stupid person. <laughs> because he let's say, Yeah, let's say good evening to Amonde. Thanks for joining us again, Amonde, from the Man United Agenda. Great channel, go check it out. Um, he, he, he came on the other night and took it on the chin. Although I do he have to say that. now... He was late, though, so he yeah, has to... He was, <laughs> he was late, a bit like a, a, a Harry Maguire tackle. Um, he was, was late getting to it. Um, but the funny thing is, if you go back and watch that, Amanda, it's not as bad as it was because YouTube have actually cut out the first 20 odd minutes because uh, they didn't like the video that I played of the goals. The Premier League claimed, um, claimed copyright on it, which in fairness, it, it was, I couldn't deny it. So, uh, when I said to them, I said, just take it out, and I thought they were going to take the two separate clips out, but they didn't, they just took the whole section out between the two clips. So, it does actually look like a Monday arrives on time because the show really <laughs> starts when he gets there. So, you get away with that, a Monday. Uh, Scott here is a he's obviously a, a Kardashian fan because he thinks that Samari is Kanye West number two. Um, yeah, all right, right. I bet I bet you're a Love Island fan as well, aren't you, Scott? Hey, don't deny it. Don't deny it. Um oh, Inacho again. This guy, he had a brilliant game. Um, I I could have picked out for man of the match, and we're gonna come on to that in a minute. Um, a few, and he could have been one of them because not only you know, yes, he didn't score, but he, he had two assists and he was all over the place. And what I don't think people always appreciate with Inacho is the work he does, A, off the ball and B, in the middle of moves as well. Yeah, yeah, that is something that I was literally going to say that, Chris. I was going to say the thing that's the biggest improvement in Inacho, not just, uh, you know, over the last six months where he's added goals to his games, Um obviously on a, a lot more frequent basis. Um, but it's his off-the-ball running. It's his willingness to hold the ball up. It's his clever running. You know, like we talked about that goal where, yes, he did run offside, but he, he kind of almost did it with a purpose to to help his strike partner, Daka, be free if he was offside. Yeah. Um, 
when Nepal was played by Madison. Um, there was probably a few tweaks of frailties with frustration with him. Um, sometimes the ball got stuck under his feet, but he was superb. His general all-round game was brilliant. I mean, he nearly got Dakar a fifth, didn't he, with that yeah. cross? Yeah. I mean, he looks a completely different player. It's almost, I'm going to give him a nine. I'm going to give him a nine. Oh. Uh, I'm saving another ten. I'll give you one. I'll give you three. You can, you can, you can give more. You know, you're not limited to only giving so many tens out. No, but I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to take the shine against, away. Against Man, the I'm sorry, Amanda, but against Man United, um, <laughs> the guy that does my um, Brian, who does my match report, gave every single player a ten. So, uh, but Amanda, yeah. apparently, yeah, you got in trouble for showing a goal as well. We're naughty, aren't we? Eh? Yeah, we should be sat at, sat at the back of the class of the YouTube uh, lessons, <laughs> you and me, Amondi. But thanks for your compliments there. Uh, Brookline says here, Nacho and Daka are more connected than Nacho and Vardy. Well, look, it's been one game. Let's let's yeah, see let's... how these things progress, you know. Right, okay. Um, do you know what? I'm going to jump onto the subs first. Because I think that guy will deserve his own space at the end. Uh, and I'm going to go through this quickly because I know you, I forgot you've still got a section to do on tonight's show, Brad. So let's let's run through these quickly. Uh, or Brighton? I want to give him a 10 for being able to walk. But on an actual performance, I'm, just, I'm going to give him a 6. I'm steady, yeah. did his job, came on, did a job. But for the it's fact that he's able to... It's hard to give a substitute more than a six, isn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah. The they're on for 10 minutes. Uh, Chowdhury, he, he was on I'm, for sort of 20. I'm going to give him a seven. He made some vital tackles. He read the yeah. game well. He actually had a very good performance. Uh, you know, it's no wonder I'm as fat as I am. I'm eating that much humble pie this season because Chowdhury's playing well. Yeah. <laughs> Anderson's coming back. All these players that I said... Um, Bertrand, I mean, these guys are only on eight minutes, so it's hard to say, but Bertrand? I'm going to give him a six. Um, I just, again, he came on, did his job, did what was cried of him. Yeah. Now, Brad, um, Scott says we should have a thing here, I think minus 10 for this next player. Well, should I just leave him in the bottom bracket there for you? Mr Vestergaard. I mean, apart from the goal, I mean, is it... No, just give him a six. I don't. Yeah. I don't see all this. Like he wasn't that bad. He wasn't. In fairness, I think you know we got we, we looking back on a certain Mr. Bennett. You remember Mr. Bennett? Gordon, Gordon right? Bennett, yeah. 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 Was he that bad? What did he do that was bad? You know, what, Bennett the fact, or <laughs> the fact that everything... was we signed him on loan and we in that in the January window. He wasn't a regular at Wolves, so we signed on loan a, a reserve player almost from a team that was lower than us, and we didn't make any signings. So that pissed off a load of fans. Did he make any major mistakes that cost goals? So Untrue got sent off against Bournemouth at the end of that season uh, and, mm. and probably cost us more than, than Bennett did. I don't, I don't get what <laughs> Bennett did. That was all. When he came on, he did what was asked of him. And Vestergaard, we've got to give him a chance to settle into this team. Yeah, and I think the problem is, is, is it's easier to point out 
a player for saying he's bad because he came on for Evans and lo and behold, Leicester conceded. And all of a sudden, because Sion Chu uh, scores a goal against United and has a, a fairly solid one apart from his clearance and, you know, it's come after his and Sir Michael's combined mistakes for the goals that all of a sudden, because he's not a Leicester player that's been around for a while and he's probably, he's been in a, in a side that's had a very bad, to dodgy start, you know, because Evans wasn't there and he's got thrusted in, you know, let's that's that's let's not remember that Vestergaard probably would have still been brought to be a bench player had a certain Villarreal player forgot, mm. not forgot, you know, he had remembered he was playing football or not karate on Fafana. You know, if Fafana's fit, I still people say, Oh, you know, people say, oh, well, we wouldn't have got him if Fafana got injured. I still think we needed that backup player because I certainly don't trust Bankovic to do it. No. And, no. and, 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 and first of all... Right. You, you're quite right is the fact that also you don't... You know, the, the defence hasn't been a settled defence. We haven't got no. our main... But even when you're taking out Fafana, the other players themselves have been injured or got COVID while yeah. they've been away on international duty. JB, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, Yuri Hyden, Madison, question mark. I don't think so should be equal. JB, it's opinions. It's all about opinions. That's and- fair play, mate. Like I said, yeah. like I said, JB, I'm probably a harsher critique than most on it. I I would have said it's the eight. The one thing that's always annoyed me about Madison is he scores one goal from 30 yards and then for the next six months, he tries to side for everything into the top corner and he got... Three or four yeah. chances, you might as well have just not bothered because they went over the bar. And that's why I dropped him down, because that's a part of his game that frustrates yeah. me. JB, you're more than happy. Message us and come on. And, you know, if you want to be the guy that wants to come over, you know, on a, after every game and, and do this, I'm more than happy. It is all about opinions. We've all got different opinions and we respect yours as much as you respect ours. Um, Scott, I do think we need potentially a better defensive coach. Well, uh, I just think we haven't got... I just don't think we've got the settled defence. I think once we get the settled defence with our best defenders back, it's different. Nacho and Daka, the New York and Cole. I think we've got to be careful here, Monday. I don't know where you're coming from with that. It's been one game. Let's just kind of reel reel ourselves in a little bit here, you know. Um, But certainly, knowing that Vardy being 34 hasn't got as many years in him as Daka and Nacho... It's good to sit there to see that sort of performance today, thinking that's what we've got. Uh, that's what we've got coming. Brookline not impressed with Bertrand or Vestergaard, and he would leave them as a one. Uh, Bennett got slaughtered against Spurs. It's a one game. Soyuncu got slaughtered against Bournemouth, got sent off, and ended yeah. up with his feet over his head in the net. So yeah, <laughs> if I remember know, rightly, I think Luke Thomas got slaughtered in that game as well. Yeah. Um, give Benkovic a chance, yeah. Maybe be crumb. There's something that there's something that they're not happy there with uh, yeah. between him and and Rogers. Um, Scott, what amazes me, how does Vestergaard get in the team ahead of Benkovic? Premier League experience, um, you know, what amazes right? Can we just press pause on this a second? Sorry, Chris, mm. to you. What amazes me is people are coming out saying, Give Benkovic a chance, give Benkovic a chance. It's been a loan to our sister club. Never did anything. He's been alone to the championship. Didn't do anything. Didn't put in any starlight performances. We never saw rave reviews. He's injury prone. And when he played in pre-season, he was very shaky. Then give the ball away. 
Why are we suddenly taking a guy who's had a shaky start, albeit to his Leicester career, and suddenly writing him off? Let's not forget that he was part of a Premier League back four for many, many a season, right? Get off your eye horses and suddenly thinking that players like Benkovic should be playing and, 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 and best guards the worst defender ever. He's wearing a Leicester City shirt. He's a very good player. He was probably, like I said, he was brought in to be a rotation slash backup player. I don't think there was any intention for Vestergaard to be brought in to be a start in 11. I think he was there for a niggly injury, rotations such as today, like we saw. Get off the guy's back, right? We, we, we see Soyuncu in bad form and it's, ah, oh, Soyuncu, I hope, I hope Brendan puts his arm around him. I know we go get behind him. He, he does this. Vestergaard, he might as well play for bloody Coventry. The way people are starting to go, get back, leave him alone. Yes, he didn't have the greatest to start. And yes, he may have not looked great out there for the eight minutes that he was out there. But he ain't going to get any better if all he sees and reads is Leicester going, your shit, mate. You should stay to Southampton. Give it a rest, will you? If you tell me you want Benkovic in over a, an experienced vest guard, you know nothing about defending. And I'll say that to anybody that says I want Benkovic in over vest guard. Look at their track record and tell me which one's a better defender. Tell you now, I don't want Benkovic near our team because he can't get anywhere near our under-23s. He can't get near our sister club in Belgium. So... Don't have me with. Don't come at me with saying I'd rather see Benkovic. We do have no. uh, we do have um, a, a clip here of Brendan Rodgers giving a bit of a pep talk to Benkovic. So we'll just quickly play this. You are the weakest link, goodbye. <laughs> but no, I do get totally what I mean, Brendan. I said this in a, and and he was he was in he was on the bench today, Benkovic, but. Brendan had him for two seasons, two whole seasons in um, the Scottish League when he was at Celtic. He won the treble with Celtic. He he, he, liked, he was that impressed with him. He took him back for another season. And yet, as soon as uh, Brendan comes down to the English Premier League, Benkovic doesn't get a look in. Now, to me, that's a good manager because he knows that the level of football in Scotland and I'm sorry if any Scots are watching here, but the level of football in Scotland is absolutely nowhere near the standard of football that is in, uh, in, in the English Premier League. The players you get are either unknowns or, um, you, you know, or, or, or well-knowns that are coming towards the end of the career. Ronaldo wouldn't have gone to Rangers or Celtic. You know, they don't... Mm. So... If you've got a man like Brendan that's, that's gone as much as he did in Scotland, and you could argue again, Rangers weren't there for most of it, etc. And then he comes down and he goes, yeah, I don't think you're going to fit into the Premier League. All power to him. All power to him. He's That's good management. Just because you're good in one league doesn't mean you're good in another league. And you've got to, you've got to understand this, you know, that when we buy any player.com, <laughs> you, you know, we bought we bought Dakar. Now he was excellent in the Austrian league, but it's a gamble whether mm. he's going to be any good in this league. Musa, and you could argue with Musa. In fairness, he's probably a bad example because I like Musa, and he wasn't played in position. So let's look at Slomani. 
knocking the ball in for fun in Portugal's league. Came into us, and you, again, you could argue he didn't play to his strengths, whatever, but he, he got very, very few goals. So, you know, like you said, Benkovic is there. I think Benkovic is going to be another Kabutska. Look at him as well. You know, he was under player of the season in, in, in whatever those Euros were at the time. But, no, I agree with you totally, Brad. Agree with you totally. We'll get on to this, and then we will just... Um, uh, Move on here. Brookline says bring back Morgan and Fuchs. I think they have to have the Zimmer frames with them if they do. Um, um, do, 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 do. Vestergaard slander needs to stop. Give him time. Yeah, I've brought that up. JB, agree with you there. Um, Vestergaard won't improve because his footwork is gone. It can't be fixed. So let's just remember, you know, if you're saying because we've been with this Elusio, whatever he is at Southampton. That if you're going to say why, well, we've you know we've, we bought a player that was involved in you know a couple of nine nils against them, yes, there were ten other players or nine with the sending offs and what have you. Yeah. So you know you can't. He he he's he's not playing in a settled back four, and you know he's not like he's coming in and and slotting in. Um, JB says, well done, Brad. Well said, um, Terry. Uh, I can see a position for Benkovic. Uh, behind the bar in the director's lounge. Uh, Scott, I expect your point in regards to Vestergaard. However, his performances since moving to us have been nothing short of poor. But let's say we hadn't got Vestergaard or brought Vestergaard in. We'd have, we'd have struggled. Who would we have played in that position? Because I'll tell you something, when we brought Vestergaard in, nobody here that was licking Amati's arse was licking his arse then, including me. Because we didn't, we didn't, you know, I can remember at the, at the Charity Shield outside Wembley Stadium, they were announcing the teams. And literally when they announced that Marty was in that team, there was a collective groan from the Leicester fans. So don't tell me that, yes, we'd have had, because the Marty then, we didn't trust. The Marty now, being fickle football fans we are, we, we love and think, you know, he should be in. Thank uh, yeah. you, yeah, yeah. Uh Crom here, Damari Gray wasn't good enough. Exactly, that's another one. Um JB, are you sure? Yeah, Festergaard in, in, in uh was brilliant. He was. Uh and so was Amarty. I say we've written Amarty off. You've got to give these players time. I'd rather see Benkovic given more chances in games tonight than Vestergaard. As for me, Vestergaard is easily pushed off the ball. Scott, I respect your opinions. This is all about opinions. This is what the show is about. Show me, apart from Celtic, as Brad said, where the good performances are that Benkovic has put in. Mm. You're up against, you know, Vestergaard is a tall player and he's got Premier League experience. And he hasn't been playing week in, week out, week in, week out with new teammates to get used to them. So, you know, if you can come back to me and say, oh, Brankovic was brilliant in this game for us, but you can't. And it's the same when he goes to lower league clubs. But um, there we are. Moving on. Moving on from Vestergaard. We still had a case of Mr. Dacca. So let's let's get live to again. Let's get on the upside because this guy, this guy, I mean, you know, Leicester fans were going, oh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, 
they sound like they're going toilet then. They're going, oh, we should have got Edward in. We should have got Ed. Look, he's just scored in his first game. We should have got Edward in. Daka's not being picked. Why isn't Daka being picked? Because we've got Vardy. That's why Daka's not being picked. And Vardy oh. is, let's not forget, top of the um, goal scoring, equal top of the uh, the golden boot at the moment. Um, yeah. So... No, as I said in a message to you at during the game, Brad, Edward, who? I mean, you know, do, do you want me to add another couple of layers on the top of that to take it up to 14, 15, even 20? You could put it to whatever number you want and as high as you went, I'd put him straight in there. Um, yeah, anyone that wants the Crystal Palace preview will know. Yeah, he's going in the 10, by the way. Going in yeah, the tank. I, I gathered that. I gathered yeah. that. Yes. And um, for anyone who watched my Crystal Palace preview, Chris does a segment on there normally with Craig. Unfortunately, Craig wasn't available for that time. Chris normally gets Craig to pick a, a one to watch, don't you? Yes. For um, yes. Chris. And I picked Edward, but I didn't pick him for the normal reasons that most people do. I said, this is where you'll see why Leicester didn't pay 20 million for Edward. And despite what happened in that game, Edward went missing to the point that he got dragged off. I know he scored against Arsenal, but this season, everybody's scoring against Arsenal apart from Brighton. Um, so he's not showing it. And I, if anyone knows him, you probably might not know him, Chris, but if anyone watches the Irish guy or HITC Sports as their channel, he, he's very controversial what he does. He, he, <laughs> he does those short seven-minute yeah. shows, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah I, have to, does. I have to give up after four minutes because his, his accent grates on me. Sorry to yeah. any Irish watching. <laughs> but he did a segment, and I know it's all, again, opinions, and he, and you, you're you very bold and brave through these things because you, you're probably trying to pick ones that are going to cause conversation like you do playing Devil's Advocate. But he was doing players that were signed... Mm this summer who one player from each team that will flop this summer, basically. Yeah. You yeah, got yeah. Leicester and he picked Pats and Dakar. And he did the comparisons to Slomani and Musa, like, like you did saying that Leicester, mm. yes, Leicester, you know, he made the points that Leicester have done really good business with Kante's, Vardy's, etc. But he said out of all their signings, um, he did mention Vestergaard, I think I can't remember. Go and check it out. Not, not, not sponsoring the channel, not not picking it up or anything, but he, he's, he's good for it. And he yeah, said, that it's, it's a good show. He does do some very good shows. Yeah. So I might I might say to the Leicester fans, go over and find the HITC Sports, find the Irish guy, find that video and just pull on his channel saying, eh, Dakar was your five goals in two games. Because, um, yeah, yeah he's, he's one of them that's made it plus. And to get four, four goals in one game, I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what level it's at. To do that in one game was incredible. If I could give him four tens, I would make one per goal. He was a class above. And it's it's it's, it's his face is infectious, isn't he? He's yeah, he looks so happy. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, all players are happy when you've scored a goal. Of course they are. Um, but he's just he's got that smile and. I mean, his first goal, let's be honest with you, against Man United, he, he kind of stumbled it over the line, didn't he? But who cares? It went in the net, and that's all that matters, whether it goes in off you arse. But you need that sometimes. And that yeah. had that... Um, um, 
albatross off his back, if you like, of getting the yeah. first goal. When's he going to get his first goal? He's not got his first goal yet. Oh, he's got he's got he's got more than his first goal now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, if you look at his performances when he's played, um, you know, I know a lot of people were saying he needs to get in and he should be in the starting lineup. Why did we pay this for that? And you know, typical fans of how we are and how quickly we question decisions made by people that have been doing a job for years and years and years. But the thing is as well, if you look back at his highlights over the season, I mean, the goal that was chalked off against Napoli, he, you know, his initial shot led to the chance for Soyuncu against Manchester United. De Gea made a good save in that game. So it's not like this is just like one of them performances you go, oh, it's just a one-off. He's been showing this. And like you said, Chris, well, it was off his arse cheek. He actually did quite well, I think, to score that goal. Yes, it was two inches away from the line, but to keep his balance and, and, and steer it in and not put it wide, which players have done from that angle and that distance before, let's remember that as well. You know, yeah. it has kicked on something, but you've already seen, you know, we've got the sneak preview of his chances. So to see a performance of that level from him, you know, we say Vardy doesn't get many touches of the ball in the attacking sense, but when he does, you're always expecting the goal. You got that from, you know, you got that from him today. I don't remember him having too many clear-cut chances, probably maybe six. He scored four of them, you know, yeah. and one was a volley on the stretch from an absolute cross. So, you know, how can you not give it a 10? No, no, I, I totally, totally agree with you. And we've got a, we've got a goal machine you know he likes to party he likes a bit of charlie and a bit of vodka um but for years we didn't have that and then suddenly we've got vardy who i can say you know he's going to be up there if he's not winning the golden boot he's certainly second or third he's always in the top three you've then got this guy coming through and it looks like he's going to be another one that's just going to score for fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're like buses, aren't they? You could say. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> we've got one in service that comes around every hour, and now all of a sudden we've got three running the same cycle, and they're, they're, and they're doing great things every time they're on the pitch. So it's very nice. Yeah. But if I wouldn't say we've had a, a three-way striker partnership since the days of the likes of Claridge, Marshall, Heskey and Cotty. You yes. know, when we had them as a front three in the Premier League rotating in. So it's that very good. To I mean, I would say that was four then, not three. But I yeah. know what you well, yeah. now, you know, I'm being, I'm being facetious. You are. You're being, well, yes. facetious yes. is a clean word for saying for yes. it. Yes. Uh, Christopher's being facetious. Now then, if we think that that has... Um, what sorry, White uh, says he reckons a 3 4 1 2 with Vardy and Dak up front and Nacho as Cam is a good formation. Probably you, you've got a point there. This, if that's caused controversy, then I'm pretty sure this is because I think you know, um, when we look at our man of the match and our ratings, that you probably maybe don't agree. I'm not sure I agree with them, but we're gonna look at that. We have got. We have got coming up tomorrow. You're you're back. You're back with us again. It's coming up tomorrow.
tomorrow night. Um, you see, might as well just move in with me, Brad. I know for what it's worth, mate. Yes, yeah. You are doing because we do do a prediction show every week. It, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of like what I like to call this is our uh, poo in the swimming pool show, if you like, because mm. it's a bit of a floater. <laughs> it can go around. Terry, Terry, you never told me what my Evans injury joke was. Please, if you're still watching, Terry, tell me. I want to know which one you thought was so good. I'll write it down and use it again. Um, but we do every week have uh, the prediction uh, show. And you're doing rather better in that than you are in the actual prediction league, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's my big brain thinking. Everybody gets to see this one live. I can hide the long ball one away and you're not I'm gonna start I'm gonna start cutting it out for nah, no, yeah. <laughs> um and uh, you you I'm to see how how we did last week actually let me just pull it up um as the actress blah 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 right week oh. number eight you were on 34 I'm on 31 so you're still three points ahead of us and the guest is 30 but the guest Tomorrow night, it's going to be great. We've got a Newcastle fan coming on. What timing for that? So, Hello, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, may, may I just say, my big brain shout about Norwich. I was very close on that. I, I, you see, you gave all me that you, 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 I want it. I want someone to go back and clip it for me and remember the stick that I was given. And I want it clipped, Chris, because Doug said I was bonkers if I thought Norwich were going to get anything from that game. Well, I was going to say, you actually went. You, you actually didn't get it right because you went through. No, I didn't. I wrong. didn't. I didn't so that, get it right. Was that right or was that wrong? I uh, no, but did no, 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 anyone no, was that right or was that wrong? In what? Well, you went for a win. I did, but how win, much slating did, did I not get to win? They did no, not they didn't. win. But did 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 Palace win either? No, no they, they, I don't know because they played Brighton. No, Palace played Arsenal and drew two all, mate. Oh, you're talking about a different game. Sorry. They very nearly won, in fairness. Yeah, but very nearly. Norwich very nearly won. So don't try and see how I'll turn this on you. They didn't win no, 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 and I, I picked Palace to win, but... And they I bottled didn't... it against Arsenal. They bottled it. Yeah, but let's, right, let, let's, just, let's just... Let's just get this right, all right? I've not come and said like, well, I've not, I've not been going mad about my Palace prediction. You're going mad about your Norwich prediction because you to win and you lost. But you this is yes. this is you. This, I have got this perfect clip to sum you up here, Mister Perkins. I remember what I want to remember. You do. You, you remember what you 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 the fact that I was the only one that actually backed Norris to do something. You two went against it, but there we are. You, you, yeah, but you backed them wrong because you backed them to. It's like saying, "Well, I, I backed the second horse in a race. It didn't win it. It came second. No, I was more going on the pot. Forget it. Don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> no Scott, thanks very much for popping in, mate. Take care. Have a uh, have a good rest of the week. Um, uh, B Crom, thank you so much, mate. Best show on YouTube. We will definitely clip that. We will definitely clip that and use it. B Crom, thank you very much. Uh, and Terry, you still here? It was the one about announcing Evans. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> yes. I, I, I actually, I think I fooled Dean because I said, oh, the breaking news, as it's just been announced that um, uh, Evans is, is injured and won't be able to play uh, on Wednesday uh, because he, he's hurt his hip because he's had Ronaldo in his pocket for 90 minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Bye. Thank him, you, Terry. Thank you. I shall. I shall live on that joke for uh, for a long time now. I'll, I'll clip this bit as well. Um, so, what we're talking? <laughs> we're talking about something before Norwich, weren't we? <laughs> oh, I forgot now. Forgot. But we're still. Let's be honest with you. Are still going to go down. You're not going to deny that, are you? Oh no, no, no. And it's still worse than Derby County, but. Yeah. Considering that, considering all the boldest predictions, I was gutted that they didn't get the win. I really wanted to be more smug than that, but I was kind. Of, it was more the fact that Doug said I was bonkers for even suggesting. I think I probably said worse, didn't I? I think, I think you, I played you, you, I, you played I the marketing You played the marketing. You cannot be serious, DVD. Yes, you did, didn't I? But. Um, but but Doug gets it in trouble. I want someone to clip what Doug said because he said I was bonkers for you suggesting that they'd get anything from the game. And I was right. They did get something from the game. In they fair, were still chipping up not to win it. But... I shouldn't joke too much because you were still three points ahead of me. Well, so, there you go, then. I will give and, you and that. that have... I will yeah. give you that. You are top of the league. But in the long ball league, which is the no, online no, league that we do, you're not bottom anymore. You are no longer Norwich. You are now Newcastle because you won off the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw it. Someone somehow, someone, I reckon someone's hearing that you copy my own work and they go and copy my long score predictions, forgetting that I, I was bottom. Someone's, someone's oh, I think, I think they, they, I think they probably just forgot to do this week's score. So you, <laughs> you went above. So I pe- that PayPal must have cleared before before the, this week. Uh, and, <laughs> I think I'm back up to third. I'm not sure with that one. So yeah, we're dropping. Uh, you're in the top five. I know that much, mate. You're doing. You're actually doing really well because I know we tend to differ them. I think what I might start doing. In fact, I might do a little bit of a line X. I might keep going against my predictions in the long ball so I can win this one and see how long it goes for. Because if I start yeah. matching them, I'll start losing. Well, this is the thing. I don't. We don't. I don't. I don't know about you. I don't match what I do in the prediction show, which is seven o'clock tomorrow. By the way, me say me, Brad and John, a Newcastle fan, uh, who must be doubly happy now because, of course, Bruce is gone. Um, uh, he, um, uh, I don't. I don't do exactly the same as I do in the prediction show. But uh, no. anyway. Alan Bennett is the guy talking the predictions. He, he actually comes on straight after the show. He doesn't have yeah. time to think about it or, or, or sit down. If, if he's at the game, it's literally when he's walking out the stadium. He picks as man of the match and he rates the team's performance and he rates the uh, manager's performance. Brad has gone missing. <laughs> I think he uh, he's not going to... Are you there, Brad? Come in, Brad. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just stretching out. My leg started to crumple. Oh. Uh, okay. I thought you were hiding from this. So he's basically gone. He could. He did say he was very close to giving it to Samari. But how do you not give? I mean, we've get, Jamie Vardy has got so many man of the matches because he scored the winning one goal. So how do you not give the man of the match to the person that scored four? You've got to give it to him, haven't you? Um He's given the team seven and he's given the manager eight. 
I probably, and, and I respect, I have a lot of time for Alan. He's, he's not a young chap. He knows his football. He's, you know, he, he's, he was there on Yeovil on that wet Tuesday night, as, as a lot of fans like to say. So he does know his stuff. Um, I probably would have gone higher on both of those. But I, I agree with the Dakar. Oh, yeah. And um, I think managers gets an eight or a nine. Um, I think the players, um, you probably could bump up to an eight, but they did also concede three goals. Yes, I think that's so, why, what probably brought it down for him. Yeah, because this is this is the oh, oh god, that was a bit. This is the this is the team as a whole. You know, um, don't just don't don't go to the toilet while you're there, Terry. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I I used to go skydiving, and my instructor had. Uh, Irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah, you're quite right. I was shut on from a great height. Um, yeah, no, no. That was a bad joke. It was just my toilet. You've used your Evans joke up, and that's that's taking it all out now, isn't it? It has, isn't it? I'll just leave. I'll quit while I'm ahead now. But yeah, I suppose, as, I mean, I might have gone like you say, it's. Eights and nines, seven and eights. It's there or thereabouts, isn't it? I think I think Brendan picked the right team. I think we were all wondering what he was going to do because we all wanted the same team that had been, you know, played against Man United. And apart from a couple of injuries or a couple of changes, one of which was um, forced upon him, as you said, because of Castagna, uh, and one of which was an inspired substitution because it brings on the guy that gets four goals. I think he's done very, very well um, yeah. uh, as Brendan and uh, credit work because we say we're very, very quick to criticise him and even his substitutions. I've got to be yeah. honest with you, even his substitutions. I got you know you, you've got you've got to look at that and go. Yeah, I, I get why you know you took those players off Piero on the yellow. Possibly wasn't having his best game. Um, Tillemans. Looked like he just hurt himself, and at that point, you know, you're ahead, so why why risk him? And you know, yeah, he's just just giving players a run out at the end. We won't we won't start on Bertrand, <laughs> and, and certainly we won't start on Vestergaard again. Uh, yeah. But overall, it puts us back in it, doesn't it? It does. It certainly does. And uh, obviously, depending on tomorrow's results, we'll see just how close we are into it. It's the right mm. result, like we've discussed, op- opens that group right up um, for all four teams. Mm. So it's a good one to be having. I mean, let's just have a last quick look um, at the table. Because um, as we were saying before, um, you know, I think if, if, if Napoli win tomorrow that is going to put the cat among the pigeons because you know oh. you're going to have you're going to have a six a four a four and a three and it's going to be really really tight if and i think this is probably why i'm airing towards wanting warsaw to win although i don't think they will uh it gives them nine yeah so it does put them clear um but let's be honest with you we probably thought napoli would be clear at this point but it also means that probably to, to qualify and stay in the Europa League, Napoli have got to win their last three games. Mm. Anything Very less fair. than that. Because 
you know, Leicester, we're hopefully, touch wood, going to win one of the next three games. Moscow will, you know, probably win or, or, you know, we'll both get some points. So if Napoli lose against Warsaw, almost certainly they have got to, to win the next three games that they play. So that's a hell of a lot of pressure. And if they only get a draw on one of those. So I'm edging towards preferring a Warsaw win. I'm not going to lie. And... um um, I forgot what I was going to say. Now that's gone. <laughs> the moment's gone. I was thinking then the moment has gone. Uh, but uh, it, it is going to be an exciting group. Uh, we have been going on quite a while, and I do apologize because you, you, you do have your segment in this show now when we do it for the Premier League of your uh, tactical Brad's tactical appraisal. Did you still want to do that for this game? I, I, I can, I can do a quick. Quick one, yeah. My phone's uh, my phone's uh, running a bit like that. I, I could do a quick tactical well, point. If you one. prefer, if you prefer not to, it's fine. We've, we've nearly been two hours now, so I could do a quick, quick few minutes on it if you wanted just to end it out. It's, it's totally up to you, mate. There we go. Then we're going to have a look. It's Brad's tactical appraisal, and I'm laughing now because he is absolutely panicking behind. <laughs> trying to get his camera in position and i do that is my fault because i I, i'd forgotten all about it but brad's tactical appraisal tell us about the game brad over over to this this is our version of sky sports monday night football the difference is we talk about leicester yeah and i'm better than jamie carragher at it but anyway (laughs) So obviously I've got the lineup here as a formation. Uh, I do apologise if it's not completely in view for you. And for our podcast listeners, if you've been brave enough to listen to us for nearly two hours, I'll be as descriptive as I can so you can understand what's going on. Obviously, Leicester started out with the five-three-two, and that really didn't change too much throughout the game. You know, the subs were pretty much like for like in 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 terms of that, and it was very positive. It was very. Very much Manchester United s again. Ricardo was seen coming up and, and supporting on uh, down on the width to give Leicester that 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 width when they were going forward in the midfield, and and they 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 continued to do what they were used to doing, which was playing a higher line in the defence. So when Leicester did manage to get the ball and were pressing into the final third with the players, and Leicester were about here in that sense, the back three then sort of sat just shy of what I would call, if I can keep my board steady, apparently doesn't want to be, the halfway line. That's sort of where they pushed up. And unfortunately, the only concerns for criticism where Moscow's chances came from and where they ever caused Leicester any um, criticism was just in that process stage. So when Samore and Yuri Tillemans and, and Madison were in this section, and maybe not so much um, Dakar and, and, and in the actual they, they they actually seem to hold a higher forward line. But when 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 the wingers had committed and and the midfield was still reorganising itself, and they were sort of bunched up in and around that halfway line, the defence seemed to not really know. Do, do I push up? Do I do I do I go into our position on the halfway line or do I sit back and do I cover just in cases of mistake and when Evans was on there it was obviously more noticeable who was in command and we got away with it a lot better with that commanding head you know being in the middle of both 
being in the pivot of both Sionchu and 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 Amati was able to command it more. But at sometimes you probably found that Leicester were a little bit exposed. And if Leicester lost the ball early and in these sort of areas, when the defence was in that motion, that's when really, and it didn't happen a lot, obviously, in this game, and that could be down to, you know, them being very fatigued from a draining performance in, in, in their derby or just the lack of quality they've got in their squad with the greatest respect to them. But that's when I found that Leicester were leaving the gaps and obviously it's easy to expose them. And and in the end, Leicester will rely on, on maybe more times than not either Sionchu or Amati um, not reading the danger. And then somebody like Evans was thankfully there to make a tackle to put it out for a throw-in. And one thing that did happen that represented the performances from Luke Thomas and... Um, and uh, Ricardo, um, we talked about them individually. You know, Ricardo was a bit more um, of a lackadaisical performance. He didn't quite get get everything right that he was doing. It didn't seem to work what he was trying, which he was doing in the Manchester United game, which was getting forward, getting to the byline, cutting in to become another yet again another option. Uh, you know, and Luke Thomas was there as just isolated as an option to spread the play. And if it was needed, he could then send it back so Leicester could recycle. The problem what I found is when it was in the, the, the transition stage, and like I said, the, mid, the, the midfield was sort of still in that halfway to just entering their half segment. And these guys weren't in the final third. They weren't in and around the box when they were still in process. I think at times what didn't help is... And maybe it was for Luke Thomas, it was an experience. Maybe it's how they're being told to do it. I think at some points, though, when the, the, the left and right wing backs got too ahead of the game, they they were preempting what was the case. They were preempting, you know, three midfielders to be joining. They were preempting a back three behind them, which was the case when it worked. Uh, and they weren't really reading the game. Instead of holding their horses a little bit and staying in line with that midfield whilst it processed into a, a full-on attack and, and, then, and they entered Moscow's final third, that, that didn't help the defensive. All the criticism that Vestergaard, Sionchu and Amati has taken over, over the last couple of weeks by, by some fans it's not helped with a situation when you're playing a very central-minded three, and you're in your your because you've got to remember as a three, their job is to take that area of the pitch, so they don't have to worry about these areas. That's for the wing backs and the covering midfielders to deal with, and they're only to do that as a push-out job when it's near the corner section or out for throwing. That really is supposed to be the responsibility of the wing backs, and I think sometimes they they. They um, caught themselves short, and it left it left Evans, Sancho, and Amati in in that area with two responsibilities: to either track the run or or, or to watch the wide man. And, and unfortunately, um, that causes the defensive frailties that saw on a numerous occasions uh, Moscow getting behind the back line. 
and and thankfully with the brain of Evans and his defensive mining duties and Sionta's recovery rate and Amartya's recovery rate, um, more times than not, when they did get in behind, the, the, the chance itself was clear. But if Leicester are to rule that out, they just need to tweak the sensibility and movement of their wingers, uh, their wingbacks. And if they do that, they will cut out conceding uh, five goals in two games. Because as good as it is to see Leicester score eight goals in two games, they've only gained three goals from it. If that was a league game, they'd have only gained three goals from it. Uh, because they, they conceded five. And that's how Moscow, when they created chances, their limited chances that they were allowed to create, were clinical with them. Um, and that, Chris, is basically my tactical assumption on, on Leicester's performance. You just, well, you just made me realise, just looking at your board there, that uh, I've got to warm some spaghetti bolognese up for tea tonight. <laughs> I know, I know. I do like my lines, mate. I do like my well, lines. No, brilliant, mate. So, so much better than uh, than uh, than Carragher and uh, Neville. Tell you, thank you very much, mate. Um, uh, you speak a lot of wise words. Fancy a quiz? Possibly. I do like a cheap quiz. No, well, we have got a new quiz coming up. Uh, I don't know if anybody is a Netflix fan at all. Um, but coming up real soon, we are having a new quiz and it's going to Leicester till I die. We're going to be running a pilot to see how it goes, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, are you ready? Because what I want to do now, Brad, I'm going to show you a clip. No, I'm not going to show you a clip because I'd get YouTube telling me off again. So I'm going to show you a picture and I want you to tell me the link between that and Leicester City. Anybody in the uh, in the audience? Uh, I think I'm on QI now. Anybody in the chat? Tell me what the link is between that and Leicester City. Well, let me just tell you. Have a think about it. This week, say we've got a lot more shows coming up. We have got tomorrow night, like I say, uh, myself, Brad again. Um, can't go a day without seeing each other, or we, we do get withdrawal symptoms. And we are doing the prediction show at 8:30. Pop on over to Devils United TV, which is one of it's Maisie's channel, who was in earlier. And I've got to be honest with you, you're going to love it because we're going. You can love it, love it if I get on that channel. Now <laughs> we are looking back at Leicester City four, Manchester United two. I know it's been a few days. It's the only time we could fit each other in, but. Isn't it going to be good that we can talk about it again? Oh, yes. So that's 8.30 on Thursday, straight after the prediction show on my channel. And that's on Devils United. Make a note of it. And then on Friday, um, 7 o'clock is the Brentford preview with Craig. Uh, we'll be looking forward, or looking ahead to the, pre the preview in the Brentford game on Sunday. And at 9 o'clock, I, I 
Not sure what the channel is. I will uh, obviously put it on Twitter and Facebook if it ever starts working again. I'll be um, talking with a Man United and a Newcastle fan about the takeover. And I'm sure the sacking of Steve Bruce will come up there as well. If you are looking on Facebook and you're thinking I'm being horrible, it's not that I'm ignoring. The, I think this is something like 24, 25 posts that need to be authorised or declined, depending what they are. Uh, but there is a problem with Facebook at the moment that in certain groups, admins are not being allowed to uh, to actually go in and do anything with it. Um, <laughs> the bronze plumber. Hello, sir. Finally. Not seen you for ages. How the devil are you? Been off for a leak? Plumber, leak. Do you see what I did there? Did I tell you about Johnny Evans? You know how you nearly injured? <laughs> right, well, here's the answers. There's a few of you have got it. Uh, Bronzy, you uh, didn't quite... I, I think you knew what you were saying, even though you were you were being a little bit um, clever. The Zambian with the golden boot. Uh, I love that, and I wish it was, and I wish I'd thought of that as a, as a second one, but I didn't, and it wasn't that film. Uh, Brookline, got it right first, um, from Russia with Love, of course it is, and of course... Oh, God, you know what, mate, I had, a, I was going to say, it's got to be zoomed, is it something to do with James Bond? I'm going to cause a lot of hate, I hate them movies, I can't stand James Bond, so I don't <laughs> yeah, really know the title, so I... You're going to get a lot of hate from me now because I absolutely love them. Um, yeah. And Terry Fuller, well done, Terry. You got it as well from Russia with Love. Of course it is. What else could we end on tonight other than that, of course? Um, Sean, what can I say? You're the best James Bond. Um, although Daniel Craig wasn't too bad either. Bradler, thank you very much, sir. And great with the uh, with, with the tactical discussion at the end. It's been a bit a long one for us, but then again, we're talking about a Leicester win, so it's got to be good. We can talk about Leicester wins until until the cows come home. Talking about talking about that, I wonder when the missus is due. Hey, boom boom. I I say that in complete confidence that she's not coming here anywhere near because we don't live together anymore. Um, <laughs> and that's probably why we actually get on now more than we did when we were married. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching. Brad, thank you very much, young man. Yeah, no worries, mate. Sorry, my, my phone percentage went too dark and yeah. I had to turn my camera off to save it. For no, a couple no of hours. that is fine. That is fine. Uh, thanks for doing that hours, tonight. Mate. Great show. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Love your tactics, and I will. <laughs> sounds rather rude, doesn't it? Hey, I know, right? Get your tactics out here, Brad, for the ladies. I tell you. <laughs> oh, that's Maisie's not no, Maisie's not here anymore, so I can't get my tactics out for him, can I? <laughs> don't maybe it's on here. We'll be careful where we go with that one, but yes, um, um, that, that's um, your new that's your new catch line, um, catchphrase, I should say. Right, mate. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, mate. All the best. Thanks a lot. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, was a bit of a long one. Again, as the uh, Archbishop said to the actress. Um, and um, I can indeed, Brad. Yes, I can indeed. Um, that's it. Back to winning ways. Like I said, right at the get-go. We have had worse weeks. See you tomorrow. Please join us 7 o'clock 
on uh, my channel for the Prediction League. Let's see if I can catch Brad up, shall we? I think we need to. Take care. Thanks a lot. And thanks to Brad, as always. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.